Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, the show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and I guess it's illegal to be gay and do crimes now. It's me, your host, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. And once again, I am joined by my friendly, law-abiding co-hosts. Would you like to tell the people who it is that you are? It's me, it's Stephanie, aka Captain Steph on Twitter and Blue Sky, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hello Steph on Instagram. And uh, turns out that Kissinger was in this thing after all. And what's up? It's me, Eric. I'm some places on the internet as Tindy Losey, but don't go looking for me. You won't find it. And uh, I'm here, too. That's it. I've got nothing. I was on vacation this week. I didn't have thoughts. I didn't come up with any bits to start. He was empty, and we respect that. Yeah. No thoughts, schedule empty. (laughs) Pretty much. No thoughts, uh, stay up until 3 a.m. on accident, sleep until noon, don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we're here. Um, I think we missed last week, but that's fine because we dropped another episode of Readwall. I think true. that's how time works. <laughs> yep. But Both of those well, things are hope- true. We skipped a, w- yeah. a, a week and we had a Readwall. Yeah, so content keeps coming, but it's there's there's a level of art and analysis to it. It's not just churning out content for the sake of it, and we're not copying it from anybody. We're not plagiarists here, so, you know, the content <laughs> is going nice. That sounds like a suspicious denial of something that nobody asked, but it right. is just a reference to a video that has come out. So it's more of a, 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 a an esoteric reference than I was a say, denial. I think, I think Steph and I even checked and couldn't even find, like, a podcast specifically about Redwall. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So That's a thing. We're we can't plagiarize We're anybody innovating. because no one cares about our interests. Yes, I prefer innovating. <laughs> that is the better way to put it. <laughs> um, and I, as a Sonic fan, every Sonic opinion has been said online, so there's no original thoughts left. Uh, but hey, we could talk about things that people don't know about, or we could talk about things people do know about, like you two. How are you two doing our, today? Uh, I think that's kind of just our gimmick, talking about things that people do or don't know about. True. Well... How have y'all been? I've been good. Having a, we had a, my roommate's birthday party last night. We kind of combined it with a early Hanukkah celebration. So I got some some dreidel spinning in. Uh, ate a lot of uh, M&M's because that was our version of uh, Gelt. And okay. there was a lot of yelling, but I don't think any of our neighbors would be... Uh, inclined to yell at us for it because most of the yelling was uh the jewish people in the friend group like scream singing a song from hebrew school and i feel like if our like our neighbors who are like orthodox jewish families came up and yelled at us it would be hypocritical (laughs) 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 like sorry but we're making really jewish noise like (laughs) i have to i'm sorry I have to immediately recant what I said. I, I just searched a little bit deeper. There are multiple Redwall podcasts. <laughs> oh, LMFAO. Yeah. Well, you know, if you didn't find them originally, as, you yeah. know, as long as there's original thoughts, that's all that's uh, really important. Very I think. original. Good. Well, uh, that is good that, uh, I don't know, that your Jewish friends had happy, jubilant Jewish noise. I, uh,. Don't have any <laughs> further wordplay with that because that would be uncomfortable. Like I say, none <laughs> of I'm... us are actually, none of us going are going to make any more uh, jokes or wordplay. Yeah, I'm just happy people are having a good time and not harming people. That's what I um, 
We're pro. Any good time that doesn't harm are good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned not to say hurting people because apparently people are like, no, no, some people like to be hurt. It's harm that's bad. I'm like, okay, well, I will be inclusive <laughs> with my descriptions. B- BDSM inclusive <laughs> with my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you could still say hurt. Like, I... <laughs> I think I think that feels to me lane, like the take yeah. I saw where it was like you can't say cr- use the word chronic for anything but illness or the word terminal, and I was yeah. like, so Grand Central, what? That yeah. is where the train about, line terminates. What about velocity? You've hit yeah. uh, uh, maximum maximum falling velocity. Like yeah. that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you can't police like you know you can't police language of like saying that like hurt can't be used because it like because some people like to be hurt yeah yeah that's i think it was um, (laughs) i i I think it was specifically in like sexual health conversations okay like sure if you're talking about that maybe like you're talking about that specifically yeah i just feel like that's like one of those things it's like the amount of stuff that you have to explain to someone before you can explain to them why what they've said is wrong is oh, more c- could be more yeah. sexual harassment than just saying the word <laughs> right. instead of hurt. Right. So why can't I say hurt? Well, uh, I have to explain to you now what sadomasochism is. You know how some like... people like to be spanked? Yeah. Well, let's not do that. Cool, I'm going to HR. <laughs> yeah, so, no. Well, hey, we had a little bit of fun there. That's great, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy when people are enjoying their holidays. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. all I did this week was just kind of, you know, hang out, play some games, build a chair. You're a pro veg. You yeah. do not need to be, uh, well, you don't need to be productive, period, but you especially don't need to be productive when you're not on the clock. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I was somewhat productive. I reorganized my room, you know, got got myself a little reading space, uh... Because as I as we continue the Read Wall podcast and possibly other podcasts about literature or you know, um, it's in its various forms that uh, I find that I find myself reading slowly through things because uh, I was only doing it when I was laying down and I would just fall asleep. So <laughs> I needed a space where I could sit and read and not fall asleep. So yeah, I feel like that could probably slow choice. you down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's it's hard when I'm telling stuff like, yeah, 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 I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do the next hundred pages. Like, it'll be cool. We'll be done, like, within a week. And then, like, I go to read that night and I read 20 pages and then I wake up the next morning with a book next to me because I fell asleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. That, it's just, that, that's very funny. <laughs> I used When I was little, like, I would read myself to sleep. So, like, I think yeah. it's like a holdover from that. Uh, so just immediately puts me to sleep if I'm laying down. <laughs> But now I have a nice comfy, like, rocking chair with a nice lamp and a little, like, side table to, like, stack my books on while I'm reading. That's so nice. I wish we had room for, like, a little reading nook at our apartment. There's a really nice, uh, like, leather armchair at home that I just want to claim and move into my house here. But there's literally not a single place in my apartment where it would fit without a... It, the one, uh, there's a one in my old bedroom that has it's like uh, black leather armchair with a black ottoman, and okay. it is so comfy. And you can lay sideways in it and put your feet up over one side of the armchair, and it's just a very good reading. Well, chair. I hope I hope one day you have the space to reclaim that armchair before other creatures claim it. Truly, 
<laughs> Inshallah, it happens. <laughs> get the step and get the step. In. Oh, man. Well, how about that? <laughs> how about it, indeed? I've, I've just been doing a, 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 a lot of thinking uh, recently. Uh, mostly, I was, I was talking to my partner today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on the way home, and we were... Uh, well, I was whining, mostly, about uh, how <laughs> Disney can't make good movies anymore, but they did last year, because mm-hmm. uh, Turning Red was very good. It's a song, I think that's the song... Yeah, it's a song we exited our wedding to, uh, which is hilarious. It was one of the boy band songs from Turning Red. I'm like, oh yeah, Disney makes good songs. And they were like... Well, do they yeah, make no good movies s- or do they make good songs? I think Turning Red's a pretty decent movie. Okay, I still haven't Encanto. seen it. I, I, I would recommend it. it, it it's worth your time. Um, okay, yeah, it's just mostly... Also- my roommate and I were, like, gonna watch it together, and she was, like, after Encanto, she was like, I need a break from stories about, uh, the trauma of having an immigrant mother for a second. Yeah, no, that's fair. Hey, if you go back and watch Encanto a second time, uh, my, my rating for that movie went up drastically from the first time I saw it. Like, it was way more enjoyable the second time, once you kind of know what they're doing. Uh-huh. So I thought it was just gonna be Disney's My Hero Academia. Hey, we have all this family with powers, and one of them doesn't have it. Like, oh, cool, it's a movie about powers. Psych, it's a movie about trauma. I'm like, yo, y'all baited me into that one. I didn't want to... Turning Red was like, hey, what if what if periods and a panda transformation? I'm like, well, that's that's probably not gonna be, like, the jazziest conclusion. Uh, or, like, twist ending or whatever it would be. And it's like, yeah. Uh, but the mu- music slaps. But it made us think about the new movie Wish that people are not very happy about it and it kind of celebrates Disney's like 100 years like, mm-hmm. what could they have possibly done I'm like oh this is when they should have pulled the trigger and made a Kingdom Hearts movie oh <laughs> yeah not oh, yeah. that Kingdom Hearts is a story worth telling necessarily no. I like it but not necessarily <laughs> but like think about it what possible if people can understand have... the MCU at this point people can understand Kingdom Hearts they both make oh, my... about as much sense as the other <laughs> Oh, not that it's complicated, but just is the story worth telling? And it's like, uh-huh. yeah, there's darkness. Look, if Civil War in the MCU is completely different than the comics Civil War, the Kingdom Hearts movie could have been a different... Like, Mickey could have shut yeah. up earlier. Because what other reason do you have to have all your properties in the same movie? You have no good reason for it. Ralph Breaks the Internet? That was not a good reason to have the princesses together. Hey, uh... There's a door to darkness, and Maleficent and Pete are collecting princesses to unlock the power of the heart. That's pretty dumb, but that's a reason. <laughs> and, you know, that would have been a great way for them to celebrate their 100-year anniversary. Maybe uh, do some different art styles when they go in the different worlds, you know, to harken back to the old styles. And now I wish we had a Kingdom Hearts movie, just to, I don't know, celebrate the fun parts of Disney and not just make money. I feel like the Wish movie, like, I I haven't seen anything about it except for, like, subway ads and stuff, but it feels, like, almost, like, AI-generated in the sense of, like, generic, like, movie plot vibes. Like, if you wanted to come up, like, coldly in a lab, it's like, let's get Ariana DeBose to play, like, to play this new princess, because she's hot right now, and... I don't know. Maybe I'm being judgy. No, I mean, there's a reason people aren't talking, guys, you gotta see this movie, guys, you gotta see this movie. Uh, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Wish came out, and a bunch of bad MCU movies, and some bad Star Wars stuff. (laughs) And I guess Guardians was fine. Like, that's, that's, how do you have seven movies come out, and no one wants to talk about any of them, except maybe the first one? Yeah. Uh, 
is what it is, but I just want to talk about my Kingdom Hearts movie obsession now. Uh, well, hey, like I said, you should we have cast another episode. that sometime. Who are you gonna get on yeah. the cast party episode? <laughs> so, honestly, so I, I would love to do that, right? But I, I was thinking you would want to do some of it live action and some cartoon. Uh-huh. Like, well, you should have as many of the actors come back as possible. You know, like if we're going to mm-hmm. go see Mulan, we should have Mulan's voice actors do it. You know, if we're going to yeah. do, uh, let's say, Beauty and the Beast. I, I can't remember if Belle's voice actress is still alive. She but is. But it would either be her. Yeah, so you would get her if you did an animated or you'd get like uh, Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. So many Emmas. You get Emma Watson if you're going to do live action. Like, I. I don't know if it would be as interesting as a ca- of a casting challenge as some other things, other than, like, who's going to be Sora, because it's probably mm-hmm. not going to be Haley Joel Osment if it's in live action. <laughs> <laughs> if it's animated, yeah, sure, go get him. But <laughs> I-, I think that would actually be very straightforward to cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have to do the research to see who's not still alive and try to recast them. Um, or it could be fun to just recast everybody. I mean, there's still some fun to be had there, but... So it's... What would what should Disney do, and what am I casting just for fun? Uh, uh, can I segue you off into uh, an extremely fun casting decision that I witnessed this week? Yeah. Uh, so I uh, they are having early screenings of the new Studio Ghibli movie, The Boy and the Hare, and Miyazaki's latest uh, final movie that he's ever going to make. <laughs> the latest final movie. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the, the man keeps coming out of retirement to make it's like one David more. Tennant playing the fucking doctor, like he can't put it down. Like I just, I just saw that he's the doctor again, and I couldn't believe it. I didn't know that, uh, mm-hmm. and I For feel the like 60th it's sixtieth anniversary. I thought it was because like he's just the the next doctor again. Oh no, Shooty got what from Sex Education is going to be the next doctor. He was also okay. in Barbie. Okay. No, he's just in the 60th anniversary episode, I think. Still uh, But, nevertheless, the person about whom I am talking is uh, Mr. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Uh, <laughs> who is Ed- Edward the Cullen. Mr. The Cullen himself. And the Batman. The Batman himself. The vampire uh, Batman. <laughs> he, uh... Is the titular heron in uh, the boy and the heron, and it is wild. Uh, like oh, this yeah. is, this is as, as Miyazaki movies go. Like this is, it's, I would give it like a mid tier, like above like some of the more weird ones, or like quiet ones, but like it, it's no house moving castle or spirited away, but. Uh, the, the world building of it was a little wonky. Like, I didn't feel like everything kind of gelled together until the end. Like, there was a lot of name-dropping of things of, of like... And that that's not a substitute for world building. Right. To be like, you can't go into the grave of the Antimonoms or whatever. You're like, like, you're like, cool, I don't know what that is, nor do I cool. care, because you've given me no reason to. Exactly. <laughs> there was a little bit of that. Uh, but okay. overall, it was very good. Um, Christian Bale doing an accent that is un like po- pin downable sometimes it sounded like brooklyn sometimes it sounded australian i thought he- christian bale was australian and maybe it was his natural weird accent but he's welsh 
So maybe oh. it was Welsh, but I didn't I didn't put a year to it as Welsh until afterward. Uh, but it was just a little bit weird because you could almost hear his because he does an American accent as Howl, and like occasionally you can yeah. hear the like Howl growl TM come across like uh, but but Robert Pattinson playing this bird unrecognizable and so funny. <laughs> just yeah, Robert like Pattinson's British as well, right? Yeah, because he was in the Harry Potter movies, and they didn't cast any Americans in the Harry Potter movies. That's right. Okay. Yeah, because he uh-huh. did. Well, he did an accent. Well, he did an American accent for Twilight until the last yeah. movie when he gave up. Uh, <laughs> which, <laughs> well, Christian Bell was what he was. He was Batman. He was how he was also um, he was, American uh, Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho. Um, he was in the Terminator movies because that was when that. Uh, remix of him cursing out the light tech went viral. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, he shouldn't have did that. Yeah, but, but, like, but that even was when like... he's cur- when he's cursing out the fucking light tech, he's doing it in an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that um, was Christian Bell, the actor, not the person. That would have been rude. <laughs> but uh, the funniest thing about this is that they did like because. I, I don't know, they, they, it was a check, there were, was, like, a checklist of, like, Miyazaki things about the movie, like, uh, airplane parts, moving to the country, like, war is bad, World War Two especially is bad, like, the environment is good, like, fairies are dangerous, like. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on, what's that last one? <laughs> uh, like, let's make food that looks amazing. Uh, but one of the bonus elements for this uh, particular Miyazaki movie is that there is a uh, buff pirate sailor lady uh, who is voiced by Florence Pugh. Which, I like, I don't think that, uh, like, Miyazaki Hayao is sitting in Japan... Thinking, ah, yes, this is for the sapphics. Right. <laughs> but he really nailed it either way. And I respect him for it. It's um, kind of like... It's kind of like, um... Uh... I can't remember his name. Uh, Solid Snake Man. Oh, yeah. David Hayter. Uh, Kojima? Yeah, Kojima. Oh, I thought you were like I thought you meant actual solid, like the guy who played Solid Snake, and I was like, <laughs> no, 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 I, I meant the, the guy who, who like made him up. It's like I don't know. Well, no, I know for a fact, like him doing stuff, Kamiya doing stuff. It is not for women, but sometimes when you just have the vibe of like, ooh, the Sapphics are gonna love this one. Did you know that? No, I did it because I love it. Well, have I got news for you, my man. <laughs> like a man that made Bayonetta, not a hundred percent. A dude's dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. I saw I saw a thing that was like uh Bayonetta is just um Kojima with a like used with putting on the uh the princess crown or whatever, the the thing that makes Peachette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I sent that to you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yep, I could see it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a buff pirate lady. Very cool. So I think he may have known what he was doing, because like I'm looking at this this design. You know, it's not like the most uh, anime feminine design, you know. Yeah, it's, like it's it took of, me a second to be like, is that a twink you know? or like a butch lady? Like, <laughs> oh, that ain't no, that ain't no twink. There's like some some buffness there. That's uh, there's some eyelashes happening also, but but yeah, it was Florence Pugh and she did a great job and uh, 
it was a very fun outing. But, cool. but yeah, so I, I'd recommend seeing it, but, like, don't rush to see it. Like, I still enjoyed myself, but I think, like, and I also think that people who maybe don't have as, like, absurd a level of, like, attention to world building and plot holes will think it's, like, mediocre. I don't know. I don't think it's mediocre. I think it's above mediocre, for sure, but... Okay. Cool. But yeah, I, I had a great will, uh... time. And people should see it, if not just for the uh, various performances. Hey, you can watch multiple movies in a year. There's, you don't need to only see the 10 out of 10 hits. There's so much to see. I mean, it's one of those things where, like every Miyazaki film, I will eventually watch it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yep. It'll just take me some time to get to it, since I so rarely even watch things. Oh yeah, we can say to go watch movies now that the strikes are over, which is kind of cool. It's true. Yeah. Nice. That is a good, good, good start to all this. Hey, uh, by the way, check it out. Like I said before, we got an episode of Readwall out. Uh, we got the new album art, and we are sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company. There will be more on them later, but just want to give them their shout out now. Brief housekeeping, but back to the episode. Heck yeah. Uh, Cool. So, uh, let's just jump into a little bit of quick news, and then we just get back to the fun. Um, there was political news this week. Uh, obviously, we started out uh, sort of referencing a little bit, but uh, big guy uh, Henry Kissinger passed away. <laughs> big yep. guy so. Kissinger. <laughs> big guy Kissinger. Big <laughs> Hank. Uh, yeah, uh, big, old, big, old, big old jerk guy. So. Big old Rest piece of shit. Piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, it's understandable why people are upset about him. Uh, there's always the discussion, why do some people think it's okay to uh, celebrate people's downfall? I think if uh, someone causes mm, a good portion of the world to be like, man, this guy hurts us. Yeah, go ask Cambodia. Most of us. Like, go ask Cambodia, like, how they feel about Kissinger and, like, you know, whether or not it's yeah. okay to, like, celebrate his death. Yeah, like, like uh, Anthony Bourdain said. Yeah. Um, but that's just, uh, you know, there's there's literature about that. Read on that. Um, this is political, but I think it's kind of goofy. Uh, George Santos has been expelled, and it's <laughs> goofy because he was a very goofy man. Uh, so I understand people want to listen to like podcasts to get away from politics. The, a crook in the, like, uh, in the style of, like, the 60s Batman. Like- yeah, like... <laughs> Like, a guy who just would lie about stuff, like, obviously politicians lie and fraud is bad, but he would lie about stuff that didn't matter to the point that it was, like, oh, this is humorous and no one's being hurt from it. Like, he would lie to people about sports he played in college and high school. No one voted for him for those reasons. Why are you lying? These are observable facts that are false. Why would you do this? Like, still, like, also, you know, like, probably terrible, I mean, he still ran as a Republican like caucus oh. with all the other fascists but like so like you know it but it's funny to make fun of some of them it's like ted cruz being a sad little piss man like yeah, yeah like that's well th- the reasons that people like to talk about george santos aren't his policies you know that 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 that's why he gets made fun of on non-political podcasts as well because mm-hmm. he's kind of a kind of a humorous man and if he didn't have power over important things would be a hilarious guy you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. It is uh, it is noteworthy to say though that like he was only expel like expelled from Congress when like you know it was revealed that he was fucking with like the money of like uh, congress like of the RNC and like donors oh, yeah. for the RNC like 
So like, fuck well, them you because touch like. That. Yeah, like because well, that's what we always say. You can get away with a lot of criminal, a lot of fraud, a lot of hurting people, but you don't mess with rich people's money. Like that's. That's what gets you kicked out of Congress, my man. Yeah, it's... but but still, like, screw them, because, like, if that's what it takes for them to actually, like, get rid of somebody who was, like, actively lying and committing crimes, like, that's not, that's not no, that... good or okay. No. Like, <laughs> but, you know, figure we mentioned those things because they were big, uh, big things in the news. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of big things in the news, we made a huge mistake. We forgot to talk about food crimes. Let's jump back up to that. Oh, um, yeah. I think our, uh, our, our good pal Stephanie here has had some food crimes. Yeah, I've got a, a couple of those um, backed up here. One of them is a cops by proxy food crime. <laughs> yeah, the cops are coming uh, for your food crime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry about it, New York City pals. Um <laughs> I, uh, like, that was that was a very know. helpful cop moment, you know. Like to we say food crimes and they appear. Like that's I'm fine with that. <laughs> I was gonna say at least they actually came to the scene of the crime within uh, moments of it happening. Actually, it's they're way late. It's very typical. Yeah. Of them. They're way late <laughs> to get here. The crime was over by yesterday at the latest. <laughs> they, they did not stop this food crime. <laughs> uh, they uh. They didn't, cops don't prevent crimes. They barely even prosecute them. Um, anyway, uh, I first one is by proxy. A friend of mine, uh, somewhat inspired by the fact that one of our favorite uh, poorly translated or like weirdly Englishized, uh, like katakana ego kind of uh, Japanese chocolate brands was like a nestle crunch kind of thing called crunky uh, crunky ball nice yeah crunky is a good chocolate um and they make great chocolate well uh you know who doesn't make a good chocolate is mr beast (laughs) who is selling like a crunch bar kind of a branded crunch bar kind of chocolate called these nuts mr beast's these nuts chocolate bar uh which was uh described to me as waxy flavorless three out of ten would not give to my enemies <laughs> just like mr beast just like mr beast um, yeah mr beast is an interesting guy it's he does a lot of things that i don't like or agree with and i don't appreciate the way he gets his money but it does seem that he is actually using his money for good so i can't be too mad that our, that our society is so bad it requires independent philanthropists and he's the one to do it. I guess he's not the He's not, he's not the, the problem. hero we need. It's but the like, one we have. He's selling D's Nuts candy bars. You're like, man, this is probably funding some kid's eye treatment. But man, I can't believe it's come to this. Right. I, the, so. uh... But yeah, my other food crime is that a couple weeks ago now, since we didn't, uh, didn't record this week, this last week, uh... We had a Friendsgiving, and I... Was it two weeks ago, or is that... Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. it's been ago. a little so, while. Uh, was super so, involved? for the Friendsgiving, I got... Uh, it'll be longer by the time this is out. Uh, I got four rotisserie chickens for a Friendsgiving of six to eight people. Because I figure, like, if you're eating nothing else... But, like, if you're only eating, like, one small side, half a chicken per person is, like, a breast and a thigh per person. That's not a ton of chicken. No, that's actually, that's not an unreasonable amount, especially, like, for a Friendsgiving where you might be there for a while and 
exactly. might overeat to counteract the alcohol you're definitely going to drink. Oh yeah, there were we had multiple like uh, multiple cocktails happening, but uh, we only ate one of the four rotisserie chickens by the end of the night. Uh, so I took three rotisserie chickens home with me, and that I threw one of them. Entirely directly into uh, the crock pot and made chicken noodle soup with it. Good but choice. I only just finished the rotisserie chicken yesterday. <laughs> it was so much chicken. Sandwiches going to be soup. I mean, soup we made. choice. <laughs> I think for our Thanksgiving here, we made like seven pounds of mashed potatoes, and like unfortunately, a good like quarter of that never got finished being eaten. Even like even after I made like. Mat, like potato pancakes and stuff like the next couple days just couldn't mm-hmm. get through all of it no we uh my new problem is since we had a birthday party last night i made a uh, five layer dip but it has guac in it so i really need to eat it pretty quickly and I mean, uh when did, you, when did you have it i made it la- yesterday oh see it's already bad though <laughs> That's the... the guac was bad. No, the, the, the guac was bad when I opened it. No, it's still green, which probably is weirder than <laughs> than it being brown by now. But yeah, it was I, guac I and not just like off, smushed avocado. So maybe there's like uh, lemon juice sure. in it or something that is keeping it green. But that makes sense. But yeah, so my new my new crime by this time next week will be having eaten an entire pan of five layer dip. Sounds oh, like God. the quarter that everyone else ate yesterday. So good, though. I mean, so good. One of my favorite food crimes is, uh, and this is this is not going to hit for anybody outside of <laughs> like the like tri-state area of Ohio, Cincinnati, or Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. But skyline chili dip is always my go-to. Like, absolute. Ooh, that's like chili and like one hundred pounds of cheese. It's literally a layer of cream cheese on the bottom. Chili, like the next layer is skyline chili, and then the top layer is this their shredded cheese, and then you just either bake it or put it in the microwave, and then you just dip stuff in it. Is that not a lasagna? No, there's no noodles. There's no noodles. It's also like it's probably one of the worst things for you that you could eat. Oh, it's like buffalo chicken dip <laughs> level of like this is just everything you put in this is yucky, but yeah. for some reason it tastes good. <laughs> Like, you put, like, potted chicken meat, like... Yeah, and I'm not gonna say... I don't want to say that it's yucky. I love Skyline Chili, so... Oh, I love Buffalo Chicken Dip. Oh, no, yeah, it's yucky in the way of, like, I ate five pounds of candy yucky. Yes, yeah, you're not gonna feel good after eating it. (laughs) Yeah, after my dinner was a a donut and a bowl's worth of uh, dip and chips. Mm. So... But hey, See, it's honestly, I, it's more probably a more balanced. Like, it's got avocados, it's got refried beans, it's got protein because it's got taco meat in it. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, just getting and then some dairy for my bones. I mean, I can't judge because like I ordered pizza on Thursday and ate it through today. Like, and it's basically that's been my an esta economy. Like, that's that's just planning baby that's i know i did i did order something else yesterday for lunch because i was like i can't eat pizza again (laughs) i was was like i have to have something else that's what yesterday morning i ate the first half of the remaining rotisserie chicken and i was like i got the i have like four bites of breast left i've got to do this and i was like i can't do this i put them in the fridge and ate them later and yeah dom that was actually specifically yesterday i was like i need to eat some 
like I, there's veggies on these pizzas, but I was oh, like, yeah. I gotta get like I had like a bowl with it was like a a Middle Eastern like burrito bowl basically. It was just like chicken shawarma and like vegetables and rice. Like I was like, okay, this is healthy. <laughs> like yeah, right. So we've got protein. We've got vegetables. Yeah, and a grain, and I felt yes. great after eating it. <laughs> I yeah, I made a smoothie the other day. I had to. <laughs> it's like. Trying to think, I think we had some, some, some kind of healthy food. We went to, uh, we had date night on Friday. We went to, uh, nice. Fip, we went to Phipps for their Christmas show, their holiday lights, uh, the conservatory near us, and then we went down to the foundry, uh, for dinner and had like Brussels sprout kind of uh, appetizer. Mm-hmm. But when I say Brussels sprouts, I mean it's like it's purposely charred, has some kind of sauce on it, and there's bacon. So it's not like, oh, we ate like raw Brussels sprouts. Like no, they were cooked. And then I had a great burger. It was delicious. I felt like trash. Uh, it was a great burger, so, but it wasn't a good burger. No, it was not a good burger because I haven't seen Good Burger 2 yet. You know you can get a good burger meal at Arby's. I, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> not, not even because it's Arby's. I just don't want to I don't want to eat a good burger meal. Like, uh, But yeah, so anyway, what else we got? We got news this week. Uh some information not leaked but some developer from nintendo kind of showed what wa peach was going to look like see your waluigi your wario there was a wa peach mm-hmm. um, i sent you all a fan art of it but that's the general gist of what she looked like i don't know if the weapon is part of it but that's something that came out now we know uh let's see <laughs> i always wa wondered uh you said Jeff Keighley was talking about some stuff. I think he was uh, defending the lack of indie games in the best game of the year kind of thing. <laughs> no, in in his in specifically his uh, he was defending the inclusion of Dave the Diver in the best indie category, uh, okay. as well as like basically having like a small argument over what does indie mean, and and basically like you know to no one's big surprise, like kind of coming out of that whole like conversation is sounding like. Oh, you're just a corporate chill, of course. Because <laughs> like, uh, that is a worthwhile discussion to have. But yeah, I don't know if I would want to have that with somebody who's like a corporate company guy, you know? Yeah, who's like specifically runs these like game events as like specific advertising, like uh, bills, basically. You know, he, you know, it kind of just it it did spark another discussion online of people being like. Are the game awards even like legitimate and everyone like just responding with no and they never have been? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's, it's always I mean, been. Yeah, it's probably it's probably as legit as any other award show. Like everyone has their interest and stuff like that, and we just hope for some people to get recognized, you know? It yeah. It doesn't actually matter. Like, even if they are one hundred percent legitimate, it still is up to taste, you know? Like if there were zero corporate interests and everything was as objective as it could be, what does it matter that, let's say, Tears of the Kingdom wins Game of the Year, but Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't? Like, what does that actually mean? If the community's like, well, I think Baldur's Gate 3 was better, dog, it doesn't matter, right. like, actually. And, and know, like, critical reception was almost the same. They both were successful. People liked them both. Other than, like, having a pissing contest. It kind of, like... console war way. It doesn't actually matter. Some people were saying, like, if you're if you're really interested in, like, discussing, like, the merit... Like, you know, meritorious awards, like, based on, like, you know, actual... You know, different criterias, like, 
the gaming BAFTAs, like, are a better place to look for that. Like, and I don't know. I think I think it's hard to make a game award show no matter what because a lot of it's going to be subjective. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, all award shows kind of have to be. Like, there's there's the assumption, and this isn't always true, actually, because of, cor- uh, of corruption, but it should be assumed that everything that's up for an award has some level of merit. Um, from like an uh, from the objective standpoint, like oh, this game works as intended. The voice acting is legible when it's supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. and anything that looks janky was intended. You know, like oh, this Meant part to be janky. If, yeah, yeah. You know, everything works as intended and looks as intended. So, what did you like the best? Did you like something that looked like eight bit, you know, techno trash, or do you want something that was photorealistic? Which one of those is more impressive? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you can do photorealism, but, like, the 8-bit was supposed to look kind of creepy and off-putting, and they succeeded. That guy was supposed to look like a real human. But we could tell he wasn't. Semi-succeeded. <laughs> so, like, which one's better graphics? Like, His teeth look- took too long to render, so we couldn't tell. Yeah, so it's, it, it's hard to have, like, a, a full merit discussion on that. Um... Which doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. I, I like hearing taste. You know, I want to hear people with cultured opinions. What do they think was the best? Um, and I think it's nice that we have things like what has the best direction and sound design because you think in games like, yo, this game wasn't that great, but man, the sound design was amazing. I think is an interesting thing to do. Uh, I think the Grammys kind of have a lot of categories in that way that are pretty good. Like they have mm-hmm, sound design and production. I think the Oscars can do a little bit. Yeah, like mixing and the technical ones. I think the Oscars could stand and have a little bit more um, as far as like genre stuff because like comedy and horror kind of just gets shafted all the time. Um, and I think it might incentivize people to try to do funny stuff in good horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think also just like the idea like there's not, you know, these they awards. They also don't air a lot of the technical awards. Yeah. And they, it's the same thing with like the game awards too, where it's like, mm-hmm. like they specifically skip out on a lot of like anything that's not like game of the year or something that they can tie an advertisement to basically uh and like that's a problem as well is that you're not actually you know um giving recognition to these different things and especially like not giving recognition to developers and like the people who actually work on the projects it's like yeah uh they want to give things to like the the CEOs and maybe sometimes the directors just to like push more commercials and we all know it is what it is that so that's why we like to look at the results like the next couple of days which they still do better than some award shows they might not have a you know applause and speech but they will show like hey we're going to speed through five awards that's shitty but at least you did say this person's name when they won which is more than you can <laughs> which say is at least now Grimm's you've got Oscars. a gif of that for the for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they probably still send you a trophy, which is something. And you could put it on your IMDb or the gaming equivalent, but... Uh, Either way, I just, you know, it was a... Game uh, MDB? <laughs> it was just, you know, not the... Um, maybe not the best look for Kiwi, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. Oh, yeah. shocking! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played some games this week. Uh, I played Super Mario RPG. I started that. We will talk more about that, but I like it. So, spoiler alert nice. for the big cast. But it's enjoyable. Uh, I'll talk about my gripes and my pluses and minuses when we get to it. But I just wanted to let people know it's probably worth the money. Check it oh, out. Hey. It looks cool. Which is surprising um, for a remake. You know, like, that's. 
a good and place I think to it helps that it helps that there's not a lot of other ways to get it either uh-huh. so, you know, it's, yeah. it helps that they didn't remake this game a year ago like the last of us for example yeah um mm-hmm. i'm also playing persona 5 tactica taking my time to that i just finished the first kingdom felt pretty nice. meaty i would say that i've probably got a good 20 dollars worth of enjoyment out of it so far which is a good spot considering i think there's probably at least two more major bosses uh so I think, hey, getting one-third of the value out of it early is not bad. But I'd, I'd say more. It's very charming. I like the cute art style. It's kind of chibi, kind of panty and stocking with garter belt type animation almost. Nice. Uh, it is not the hardest tactic game. Yeah, very stylized. Um, and it keeps a lot of the style flair of the Persona games. Um, but it's a different style to go with it. I wouldn't say it's the hardest thing ever. You could turn the difficulty up so that it puts like friendly fire and stuff on. Like, look, man, I'm trying to have, like, the smallest amount of resistance where I gotta pay attention. Like, I'm just trying to have a good time. I don't... I don't need to, you know... We're trying to Dark Souls per- Persona 5 tactics here. Yeah, I, I, I don't need, like, to enhance the EP. Like, I'm happy just playing a fucking video game and enjoying myself and having Joker shoot some bad guys. Um, <laughs> it is interesting to see the evolution of how the guns work in Persona 5 properties. Uh-huh. Uh, went from Persona 5 original where you have your gun and I think the ammo only restocks, like, when you leave the dungeon... Um, and the guns weren't that strong and not a lot of things were weak to them so it kind of felt superfluous to have good guns sometimes uh, they fixed it in Royal to make them a little better and more useful then in Strikers they said hey your ammo will refill after every single battle go nuts Tactica your gun is just it, it's unlimited ammo like it's your main way to attack because it's your ranged attack so uh, it's fun it's interesting I'm curious where they're going with the story um, and Lavenza looks very sorry for spoilers I guess but your, uh, your Velvet Room attendant looks very adorable in this one she's like a welder it's more industrial so cool if you are uh, velvet room fans this game delivers as well but uh we love a we love a we love a trade we love a representation of women in the trades <laughs> yeah and I, I i don't know how old uh the Velvet Room attendants are supposed to be in Persona or 5 original. girls in the trades, question mark. Yeah, yeah children yeah, in the trades. <laughs> like, Not as big of a like, supporter of children in the trades, I'll say. That's just, that's just crafts. But, like, Caroline and Justine are like, yeah, they're probably children. And they, like, merge back into their full form. Like, is Levent, like how old is Lavenza? Because you've played other Persona games, right? Yeah. Eric? And I think some of the Velvet Room attendants are, like, more clearly adults in those, right? Yeah, I mean, like, Elizabeth and Margaret. Like, Margaret is clearly, like, in her 20s. Elizabeth is, like, a teenager like you. But they also kind of exist outside of time. Like, they're, like, they're not human. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, like, Like, even with, like, their the way uh their character models are, like, Igor's clearly, like, outside of time as an old man. Yeah. Elizabeth is outside. And, like, Margaret might be the same as, like, the cast. But, like, and this is, like, a, a, a cutesy version that I'm sending you guys in the chat, um, just because the art style of this game. But I'm like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. this character looks, like, really cool, and say, I'm gonna, you know, use my hammer and weld these two personas together, and now you have this other thing, versus, we're just gonna guillotine them, because that was the theme. <laughs> yeah, that was a theme in a lot of them, was, like, you're just straight okay. up executing them and putting them together, so... And then, and then Chainsaw eventually, because why not? They're demons. So, you know, fun game, great aesthetic. It's it, it, it's nifty. Uh, what about y'all? Y- have y'all been watching anything or playing anything this week? We don't have a lot of news, so we're just kind of yeah. catching up. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
of course, I was on vacation, so it was World of Warcraft time, you know, obviously. <laughs> of course, and my man. vacation in the winter? Are you kidding? Yeah, <laughs> and some uh, and some roller coaster tycoon too, for whatever reason. I don't know. Just really wanted to play it. <laughs> uh, but I started playing uh, the new um, Dragon Quest Monsters game, uh, which mm-hmm. is a series that I think its first entry was like on the Game Boy Color. That's what, at least when I first remember playing it. Um. And it's kind of like, hey, what if Dragon Quest but Pokemon? <laughs> um, you, instead of being like a dude with a sword fighting, you know, monsters, you're a guy without a sword taming monsters and making the monsters fight each other. Uh, ah, so Pokemon. Exactly like that. Except like, you know, the they the die. the combat. <laughs> The combat is a little bit different where instead of like being like a 1v1 like Pokemon battle or whatever it's like I think I think you have up to 4 monsters out at one time and they Ooh, you kind of like so give them Yeah, and you kind of like give them orders and then tell them to execute them and like kind of rely on AI to do it in a way that you want them to. <laughs> okay, so Ooh, what uh, you're saying three. is it's a JRPG and that's uh-huh. why you like it. That's why I like it. Um Cute design. Wish it wasn't only on the Switch uh, at the moment, because it uh, could look better, I think, on mm. other platforms. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm I'm happy to play it there anyways. Cool. Nice. I've would been you playing... recommend it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I would, yeah, I would recommend it if you are, like, a fan of that style of game. I think it's fun. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I've been playing... Uh... Oh no, because I 100%ed Mario RPG, it's Stephanie's back to Mario Kart. My mental illness has progressed to the extent that I have now got gold trophies in every uh, speed and level <laughs> of Mario Kart, including the uh, the bonus tracks. Um, but, you know, it's one of the few things that I have managed to hold on to I think because I come back to it fairly frequently like I've managed to hold on to my muscle memory for it because right. like I tried earlier uh to boot up uh Tears of the Kingdom and just like run around for a while and like kill some goblins and I it was gone you, I was like, you were like I oh god how do I do out, this I could not figure out how to deploy my uh my glider I know I have it I can see it in my inventory. I could not make it go. <laughs> so I went back to Mario Kart. Where That's I can see Link. Games. <laughs> you can put them on a bike, too. Mm-hmm. From the Master Quest, I think? Yeah, from yeah. the first yeah. one. But, uh, but yeah, so just been playing some Mario Kart. Uh, I think I'm probably going to jump back into Final Fantasy VIII after that, because... Uh, Super Mario RPG left me in an RPG mood. And, so. and 8 is a very deep place to go after <laughs> Mario <laughs> RPG. Very different. Look, but once I've got, look, I'm very bad at, be, at like getting into cold water, but like once I'm in the water, then I'm in the water. Yeah. Like. I've been in a big RPG mood as well, like not just like World of Warcraft, but, you know, playing... Dragon Quest. I played through. I played eighty hours of Star Ocean Two, y'all. Like I, I. That's dedication. I did that game. <laughs> like it. Uh, like, like Papa John. <laughs> Last month I had eighty games. <laughs> yeah. 
last month. Nobody had, asked you to do that. Had eighty hours of Star Ocean Two. <laughs> A reckoning is coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, I, I know what it's like. I. The Papa John of gaming. That's funny. God. <laughs> nice, nice. And let's see. We got a couple other things. Uh, Eric, you got a book. I got multiple books, man. He got so many books. You got books. some book. And Steph, you got another piece. Yes. Okay. Some more of well, the pieces. Someone tell me something. Eric, talk about your books. Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, uh, because of the project of the Readwall stuff that I've gotten... I was like, you know what? I miss reading. Uh, I specifically miss the act of uh, reading and discussing, oh no, I partially miss college and academia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, That's the real kicker. It's like, I just want to talk about the themes. Yeah. Like, like I just God wanna, damn it. I just want to talk about these fun things in these books and like, you know, chat about them with people that I, that also enjoy them. So uh, I took a bunch of recommendations from Steph, as well as, like, some other stuff I had been meaning to pick up and, like, kind of looked into online. And I, I bought, like, a bunch of books. I bought, first off, I bought the next, like, 12 books in the Redwall series. So I'm good for, like, the He's next He's good. <laughs> um, and then I ended up buying, you know, like, a good number of different, like, sci-fi series and uh, kind of, like, some other, like, fantasy stuff. Um and I, I'm looking forward to, like, getting to sit down and read, you know. Built myself a nice little chair. I mean, I didn't, like, I bought an Ikea chair and I built it. Uh, yeah, that's you know. building. And, like, set up a nice little, like, reading space in my bedroom so that I can, like, actually feel like I can, you know, sit and read rather than having to be laying down or something. So. That's nice. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, you know. This might also contribute to us uh, having some more content being put out there at points. Yeah. Because, you know, love to do, like, the media book club style thing. Yeah, so we'll see what he can uh, twist my arm into reading next. (laughs) Well, no, I believe I said next that you Oh, no, yeah, next you said I could could pick, so. Even though, like, Redwall kind of was, like, a thing we came to, like together jointly yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to feel I'm, i i did insist that you guys play mario rpg and like that's our uh-huh. next like game podcast type thing so like i want you guys to choose and you know what maybe once we and do our, our maybe once we do mario rpg one of you chooses a game that we should all play and talk about so i'm into cool. that yeah i'll keep my eye out for some stuff uh it is hard to think about things that you want to discuss with people because A, it needs themes and just... It, a, it needs themes. B, it needs, like, something to discuss. And C, it needs something that you want to talk to people about and not at people about. Right. Because mm-hmm. as much as I'm like, look, I'll just go with Sonic again because we all know it, I don't feel the need to ask you guys to play Sonic Superstars and then discuss it with you. I have my opinions on it, and I don't care what an outsider <laughs> thinks. I'm like, this shit's fine, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. go put... Use your time to do literally anything else. But there are games that I've played. I'm like, this could be worth discussing. And I would have to think about that. Right. Like, even though you and I have played, like, Undertale, like, Steph hasn't. And that could be an interesting discussion, like, about how that changed, like, narrative narrative perspective. I haven't played Undertale on the Switch yet, so. And I know there's some different. Also, Steph, you, you, you wouldn't have to hold off on Final Fantasy VIII, like, 
Undertale is maybe a few hours. Oh no, I mean, I'm, like, I mean, I'll, I could hold off on Undertale until. Oh, uh, until we do we that. Wanted yeah. to do a, like a playthrough of it. Yeah, I think that's um, a that's you know a thing that might be interesting. I don't now. I feel like I have I'm plenty the one of other games, but. What's well, uh, nevertheless, we'll figure. Too, like, yeah, just, like it's the conversation. Like what I'm talking about now is I'm not trying to hash it out because that's bad audio, but more of talking about like what people might want to do. Yeah, this kind of thing because that's also an interesting topic and. I think about two games that I love this year because it's been a wild year. I really loved Hi-Fi Rush and Death Bulge Battle of the Bands. And as much as I loved Hi-Fi Rush, I think it, there's a lot to praise about it. But there's mm-hmm. not a lot that I would like, ooh, let's have a podcast about. Like, there's not, there, there, there's nothing that's really there that is, ooh, let me explain like, the craft of this. It was just a really good, fun, enjoyable game. Like, yeah, it's 10, like I don't looking have at like, a, like Parasite or something and being like, yep, great movie. <laughs> you got yeah. any questions about what this stuff means like versus like yeah death balls are like oh like let's look at the battle system like how does this compare to other things that it seems like it was influenced by like let's explain jokes because even though that takes the fun out of them i think it's amazingly fun to explain jokes so <laughs> i'll have to think about it and just look out for stuff because i mean 2023 has been an amazing year for games mm-hmm. hasn't not been a good year for the games industry. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next year. Uh, cool, 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 cool. I forget. Oh, yeah, tell us about the One Piece. Oh, yeah, uh, the One Piece, one of the pieces that I have, I have collected nine pieces so far. Uh, I have read up through the ninth volume of One Piece now, which is uh, Sanji has basically just agreed to join the crew and they're fi- still fighting Don Krieg Don Krieg's, uh, whatchamacall his subordinate gained a heart his heart grew three sizes like the Grinch's and he sacrificed himself to save Sanji yep uh, that's about where I am uh, next one is a long wait at the library so we will not be checking in for a minute <laughs> Sanji is one of those characters that is like clearly like being billed as like kind of like a sex pest in a way like he's like you know Mm -hmm. but i think he's the least obnoxious version of that that they could have done (laughs) yeah he doesn't like it he's not even like jiraiya level yucky like from naruto like yeah i feel like most of the even just like most of the stuff that he like not to rate sex pests on like a scale of like better to worse sex pestery but like most of the stuff is like just like very like G-rated flirtatious, like yeah. Nobby, can I take you on a picnic? Like, um, but I think that kind of stuff is rateable because it like impacts the how much it uh, impacts the viewers' enjoyment. We're not talking about how good of a person they are. It's True. all bad, but um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess like it. You could even look at like someone like Captain Jack Harkness, who's like personality is to flirt like Sanji's personality feels to flirt yeah uh but I also did just get all of his sad backstory about being on the island with the captain of the of the fish boat real fucking sad the captain right eating his own fucking leg <laughs> yeah it's, so it's that met- Sanji could survive it's like metal as hell <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah yeah that in live action it was fire like honestly it's hearing about the plot points from the manga and then seeing or the anime even and seeing it in live action like i'm not going to say it's the best experience because you know it has less room to breathe but man mm-hmm. i thought it was dope 
And <laughs> people are very critical of child actors, and they're not always the best. But I thought they were acceptable. That, the way the little kid looked at the at the, the chef pirate, and he just like, <laughs> I'm like, man, this this guy's crushing it. So nice I thought story. I thought the kid in that actually did a pretty decent job of uh the like acting the kid Sanji. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. all but maybe two of them did a really good job overall. And I can't remember like Child Usopp maybe needed a couple more minutes of practice, but like, you know, it's ooh, it was a five second flashback. I don't care. Yeah. Like it's a good show. Well cool. Um so keep on reading the one piece. I'll let me yeah, know if you ever watch the live action. To... I, I I think I am gonna watch the live action at some point soon. I have that and I have uh Blue Eye Samurai has been recommended to me by multiple people. And a couple other things. And I still have a couple Miyazaki movies to watch, so I'm going to get on that soon. Okay. Uh, Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Did I tell you I bought some manga and a book a couple Uh, weeks ago? You told us in our group chat. I do not know if we discussed it on the podcast. Okay. um, Well, I bought bought some manga to read. Uh, Heck yeah. I bought... Mob Psycho 100, the first volume, and one called Mashil, uh, Magic and Muscles, which uh, there was some guy in the uh, Barnes & Noble who looked old enough to maybe have kids and looked like he was looking for something for them. So I was like, hey, man, you looking for anything? He's like, no, I'm just kind of browsing. I'm like, man, I feel nosy. Hey, you got any suggestions? Uh, He's like, oh, what do you like? I'm like, uh, Shonen. He's like, uh, how about this something called Mashil? I'm like, I don't know what that is. He's like, well, it's like Mob Psycho, but with magic. And I'm like, dope. I'll go pick that up because it kind of looks a little bit fire. Uh, so I got Mashil <laughs> and the first episode, the first uh, volume of Mob Psycho 100. Can I tell you well. something really grim? We're What's just that? the age of people who could have kids. We are. Yeah, no, no, we in, are. In we fact, are. kids who could read manga. <laughs> um. Yeah, we would have to have well, kids no. young, but yeah, you yeah, have a ten-year-old, like you could have a ten-year-old. Uh, but I'm at the age where my parents, when my parents were this age, I was like two or one or two or three. Um, but you know, I he just looked slightly older than me. I'm like, uh-huh. you might be look or like for a younger sibling, he had that look mm-hmm. about him. Like, yeah, he didn't look like he was comfortable there. I guess yeah, he had he the look of someone who the, was like, lost. Yeah, yeah, the look of, not not the look of a weeaboo. Yeah, and maybe he was just a weird guy, or he was. I think it was other, that other thing of I'm embarrassed to be in the manga section when there's other adults here who are looking at real books because that's the look that I had on my face. Well, that's um, I always. Anytime you go to like Barnes and Noble, God like, damn or it, like don't a, call manga not real books. I'll <laughs> fight you. It's no, you're right. Yeah. You are right. It's it's just more like anytime I feel like I've gone to like a Barnes and Noble in like the past like five years, or whatever. If I want to go and look at like the manga section or whatever. There's a bunch of like tweens there, and like I just don't want to be around. <laughs> yeah, that. you feel like a predator just kind of walking <laughs> yeah. into it. And I'm just kind well, of like, and okay. also like, there's so many fucking like, there's been such a like takeoff of manga that have like extremely long batshit names. Yeah. Uh, I I only found out recently from a stuffy missed in history class episode that uh, toilet bound Hanako Kun is like Bloody Mary in. Japan, Japan, like that she's a like a a, a school bathroom spirit that I like mean, I, you can summon 
uh, like, through, like, a curse. I, I thought this was just some weird fucking manga. Like, no, I, I think I knew that it was, like, a ghost story, at least. Like, because it's appeared in, like, other, like, medias. Uh-huh. I was not familiar with it. I just was like, I don't even, I'm not even going to look at it. Like. That's very funny. Just like, <laughs> who said I shouldn't pick up girls in a dungeon? Or, like, that's, like, what all of the titles are. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it was uncomfortable being in there. Um. For a couple of reasons. And then there's uh, all of the uh, the Don May novels face out now with, uh, like, people macking on each other. <laughs> well, you know, there's that. No, when I was there, we were looking for just a book um, from our partners, like, family and stuff, like, just Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. And there were some, I, I want to say, queer-coded teens there, tweens or teens, mm-hmm. maybe AFAB. Um, I, that matters to the rest of what I'm going to say. And they were just, like, being a little bit annoying. But, like, in that way of, like, oh, yeah, kids are excited about stuff. Uh-huh. I don't give a shit. Like, this isn't bothering me other than, like, whenever I hear noise, I get that secondhand embarrassment. Like, no, someone's going to, like, yell at you. Like, you got to calm down. It's not going to be me. I don't give a fuck. But it was more of like a, hey, I'm glad there's a space for people to, like, enjoy their fandom. Yeah. But I don't want to be near them because it looks like I'm standing near them and I can hear their conversations. And I don't want to be part of their conversation. So I'm like, uh, I'm going to talk about something else. Um, But they were just talking about stuff. But then we get to a group of uh teenagers or young adults mate like somewhere between freshman year of high school and freshman year of college they were all dudes like amab guys and they had some really insufferable opinions and i'm like look again as an adult this is not none of my business but i really want to tell like you guys are fucking wrong your takes are shit (laughs) you have bad opinions you shouldn't even be here uh but i didn't because it's not my business but it was one of those there's so many youth here (laughs) i'm old i don't like it uh, so I'm glad I got a recommendation. Also, I bought Long Live the Pumpkin Queen because I saw that it existed, and I'm like, this must be in my house whether I ever read it or not. And... Yeah, this is, uh, I'm buying this for decorations. Like, me buying the Brandon Sanderson Leatherbound Kickstarter books. I have all four of them now. What, if, will, if and when I will read them is a question for future Stephanie. Like, don't get me but wrong, I would really love to cool. read it. But I have no faith that I will. But I would like to. Uh, and, I mean, I think that's all I got. I mean, we started watching the first season of New Zealand Taskmaster because it's on YouTube now, but... Nice. I feel we like... just finished Series 5. So I've watched some of, like, the New Zealand Taskmaster, and it's not bad. I just don't think it's as good. <laughs> like, I think... No. I the, think... The f- I think Greg Davies and Alex Horn really make that show yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh season one of new zealand taskmaster is rough because they have to find their footing in a way that the british taskmaster never had to do because it was finding his footing as a concept this has to find its footing as a derivative yeah um their Mm -hmm. alex horn analog this guy paul does a fantastic job like i'd say he's almost carrying the show and the five people they have on are fun but it's just a different tone because new zealand humor is going to be different than british um, and their guy, instead of Greg Davis, is just not doing the same thing and isn't the same kind of funny. He's like a news guy. Yeah. And But the second season, though, is very good. Like, a lot of people like it. It's very funny. The tasks are really good um, from the bits they have posted. But we're going to watch it because a bad season of... Ta- well, 
a bad season of Taskmaster is still pretty good TV. A trash season of Taskmaster is a little bit tricky to watch, but a bad season is still pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's coming up once a week. It seems like so it's it'll fill you until you get to the next series. But I wish we had mm-hmm. more panel shows coming out of America, not because they would necessarily be better than British ones, but I think it's a format that could get us a lot more of our comedians doing fun things. Yeah, Just watch like Star Wars. Under- underutilized format in america for sure yeah i mean you could just start watching uh japanese panel shows which are just <laughs> wild <laughs> like, yeah. that's true well it's pure chaos i don't love wa- having to read subtitles. comedy because you lose well i don't mind reading subtitles outside of comedy oh yeah right? oh yeah um, no we cause... always do turn off the subtitles on like dropout and stuff because it messes up the timing yeah, like if you're hard of hearing, I I have no, I have no problem leaving them on. I think it's good that they're there. But like, especially in stand up, like in another language, that shit just does not work. Like I, for me, for me, um, just because I'm like, oh, I read the punchline, but I heard the laughter at a different time because of the structure of the language. It's like, oh man, that 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 look that is funny. I'm reading it's funny, but I can't laugh because it just I had to read a funny joke as opposed to hearing the intonation. Um, but yeah, still good that it's there. Unless it's like, you know, K-dramas where some of the humor... Like, since there's not a laugh track, I think it works, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Thinking of, uh... <laughs> Chinku. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's also the... <laughs> it makes him giggle every time. <laughs> Pocket <Okay>. rocket. <laughs> Your social media business. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can do that. We are uh, at Character Rev on Twitter. On We are Character Reveal on Instagram and Facebook, uh, where we post about our uh, episodes every week when they drop. Uh, you could also find them directly at characterreveal.simplecast.com or uh, by looking for Character Reveal in your podcatcher of choice. Um, let's see. You can also find us individually uh i am kevin seth on twitter this and blue sky the snow queer on tumblr and hello stuff on instagram dom is brother dom anywhere he wants to be found on the internet uh eric is mysterious uh and goes by tindy Losi, but only on websites that can be accessed through the internet archive uh, <laughs> go find past me <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know, uh, if you are out there in the world and you want to tell a friend about our podcast or you want to leave us a rating or a review on the podcatcher of your choice, that would be a choice. Um, oh, any, any little bit helps out, us out. Uh, another way you could help us out is uh, is is through money. You could give us money. Uh, you know, it makes the world go round, we've heard. Uh, not huge fans of capitalism over here, but, you know, while we live under it, we we gotta do it. Uh, and if you want to make that a little bit easier for us, you could become a Patreon patron. It's uh, patreon.com slash character reveal. You could sponsor a dollar or more per month. That would be neat. But if you want to benefit from it, too, and not just emotionally and spiritually, uh, but tastefully, you can do that, too. Don't tell yes, about you can. Coffee. You can buy coffee from Granny Coffee Company. They are our illustrious sponsor. They're a black LGBTQ plus 
and woman-led online coffee shop, and they got delicious flavors. You know, they got they got the venti matter. They got the French vanilla. Name it regular. They got pumpkin spice. They got the cowboy blend. They got Mexican chocolate, bourbon delight. What more could you ask for? They got tons of flavors, and the seasons are changing. Right now, their featured one is the gourmet donut shop. Got uh, hints of caramel, toffee, cocoa, and mouth fruits. Um, but their, their their products are just so delicious. You can go there and check out whatever uh, they have. They got grounds. They got beans. They got K-Cups. However you want to get your coffee, they can uh, get you your coffee. It, it's tasty stuff. They got all the products you need to get some coffee done too. You know, like merch and cups and things like that. So go check them out. They uh, have been our lovely sponsor. And we're not going to let you go uh, over there empty-handed. If you follow the link in our description or go to the site and use offer code character reveal, uh, you'll get 10% off your order, which is great. That's That helps you. That helps them. That helps us. It's a triple win. Can't go wrong with that. Again, offer code character reveal. Grinding Coffee Company. Uh, check them out. And thanks yeah. to Grinding Coffee Company for uh, sponsoring this show. It's been a while, but you know it's been it's been a great partnership. So we're happy to keep on working with them. And that's an episode, folks. You did it. You heard another episode of Geekly Reveal. You can't unhear it. But why would you want to? It was a good time. Uh, Steph, Eric, thanks for partying with me on this. And listeners, till next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.